really consent, the perfect example of consent is kids, children playing in the yard. Hey, let's play tag. You be it. Okay, I don't want to be it. You be it. Okay, I'll be it. And they're off. <laughs> that, that is consent. Alrighty, I've been teasing and teasing and teasing, and we have a very special guest on the show today, Dr. Betty Martin. Uh, I feel like your, um, what's the word? Your history really precedes you, Betty. You're a real, Uh um, (laughs) you're a real, uh, I've been saying pioneer and I don't think it's wrong. Would you agree, Tanya? I think that's especially correct. Yes. Um, Mm. If you're not familiar with Betty's work, she is an absolute pioneer in consent. She's written a book all about what it is, what it means, how it works. Uh, You're a chiropractor, so you have a really unique, um, I think, like purview into, I guess, like physical touch Mm -hmm. and how that plays into the consent space. And also you are an incredible teacher. Tanya has been raving all about (laughs) the workshops you've been on. (laughs) So it's a real pleasure to have you on. Welcome to FBI. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we, I guess, you know, we're talking about the big C. Mm-hmm. So I guess to kick things off, Betty, what does consent mean to you? Oh, that's a good thing. I, I was just thinking, oh, we should start with defining it because that actually makes quite a bit of difference. Mm. Af- I developed a model based on working with thousands of clients called the Wheel of Consent. And I started teaching that mostly to other practitioners and After I had been teaching it for about 10 years, I thought, you know, I should look this word up in the dictionary (laughs) and see what it actually means. And I was kind of surprised because it turns out that what consent means in the dictionary is is being okay to go along with something somebody else wants. Wow. So when you say, I consent to X, Y, Z, it means... I agree to do X, Y, Z that you want. Mm. That was kind of an eye-opener. And it it explained to me how we kind of get in this idea of consent, which is the the idea of consent that we inherited from our parents and previous generations is this, that I consent to X, Y, Z. And so it creates um, what's called a gatekeeper model, Mm. which is person X wants the thing, person Y has the thing, and person X tries to get the thing from (laughs) person Y. Yeah, it becomes a bit of a transaction. Yes. Well, it becomes like, I want this thing, can I have this thing, and will you give me this thing? Mm. So person Y is is keeping the gate. Like, you you can come in and have this thing. Or you can't come in and don't have this thing. So it's, that's why it's called a gatekeeper. And traditionally, um, in sexual situations, in a, in a uh, you know, this came from back in the 50s when everyone thought that everyone was straight, which turns out <laughs> not to be true. Um, the, the, typically, the man wants the sex and the woman has the sex, and he mm. is supposed to get the sex from the woman. And so mm. the, this whole paradigm is, can I have it? Can I have it? Can I have it? Mm. 
Uh, and that's problematic for a lot of reasons. Mm. One is that, of course, it's not always a man and a woman. And another is that it's not always just two people, you know, and maybe yeah. more. Yeah, but it's problematic because it makes each person is now stuck in a role of the mm. the person who has it or the person who wants it. Mm. Yeah. So the person the who has it, the, all they can do is say yes or no and close the gate or open the gate. Mm. They don't really get to have any desires and interests of their own. And the person who wants the thing uh, has either got to want it or their like their job is to want it. Is and it, if they don't want it and go after it, then it doesn't happen. So it creates this really kind of tragic dichotomy. And that kind of feels like the person who wants it imposes their their way of being sexy or touching yeah. or whatever onto the other person to say yeah. yes or yeah, no yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no willingness there's, for there's both no, parties or feeling into it. Yeah, there's no like, hey, what sounds fun to you? Mm. This sounds fun to me. Oh, that sounds fun, but not that part. Yeah, that's not, well, maybe we could try this. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> Already that's that sounds good. Yeah, that's <laughs> a whole different, more uh, modern, advanced, a way more fun approach to consent <laughs> than... I want X, can I have X? Yeah, and it gives everybody ownership. This is what I like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah. you've kind of taken the question, the next question out of my mouth <laughs> of informed consent. Mm -hmm. Why is that so important to understand the difference of, do you think? Well, if you're, well, let me, let me go back and add one more thing. If you're, if the gatekeeper model is not working for you, then what else is there? And the way that I'm thinking of consent and many other people are thinking of consent is an agreement that we come up with together. Mm. So if you hear yourself say, get consent or give consent, you're in the gatekeeper model because mm. that's how it works. Um, if you're talking about, oh, let's try this. Oh, that sounds interesting, but not this part. Really, consent, the perfect example of consent is kids, children playing in the yard. Hey, let's play tag. You be it. Okay, I don't want to be it. You be it. Okay, I'll be it. And they're off. <laughs> that, so quick. that is consent. It's a discussion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a discussion. It's a negotiation, actually, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So, um, so how does it so get informed. informed? Yeah. So yes. Informed consent is what you have with your physician when they're going to do surgery and they want you to know the problems that might come up with anesthesia. That's important. Informed consent in an interpersonal realm sounds like a gatekeeper model to me. It's like, mm -hmm. I want to do X to you, and by X I mean this and this, and I want you to be this way, and I want to do this, and I want you to do this. That would be informed consent but that sounds like a gatekeeper model it sounds like the old model of do you consent to xyz mm. right and if you're going to use that model then hell yes you need information you need accurate information about what the person has in mind but i'm going to be a little more generous with that and i'm going to say <laughs> i'm going to say that uh even if you're not falling into the gatekeeper if you're having a discussion about what you want, 
yeah, you need some information. Hmm. Like I, I have in mind that I would like to do, I'd like to put my hands here and do this. Well, it's okay where you want to put your hands, but not to do that. How about this? Oh, well, well, tell me what you mean. Do you mean hard, soft, slow, fast, rough, gentle? What do you have in mind? Hmm. So in that sense, yeah, you want all the information you can have. And I also want to say that consent doesn't mean that you have to have everything mapped out. God forbid. I mean, you, you don't need to have everything mapped out. But you do need to have some idea. I'm thinking of interpersonal relationships, particularly uh, romantic or sexual or, or just cuddling or whatever you're doing together. You do... Uh, you do want to have some parameters of where we might go and where we're not going to go. Hmm. So, for hmm. example, in cuddling, it may be, oh, well, we might wrestle, we might spoon, we might make out, we might not, but we are not going to take our clothes off. Hmm. Now now you can relax about, uh-oh, are the clothes good? Are, are they going to reach for my clothes? Da, 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 da. Mm. You can relax about that because you've already agreed that this is not going to happen. So then you have all this other place to play. So sometimes consent is talking about what you do want to do. And sometimes it's if we don't do this, that leaves us this whole other field to play in. Yeah, yeah. It stops the chatter, I think, in people's heads when they know what's not going to happen when yeah. that's really clear we yeah. don't have to be worrying about yeah. what's happening next what if they touch that bit i don't yeah. like what about this what if i don't yeah. like that yeah. if it's off the table you get to focus really well on what you've agreed on and yeah. to me that's an exponential increase in pleasure yeah yeah, yeah. that's a lot more fun well mm -hmm. we've unpacked this idea that consent in the past has lied in this giver and receiver kind of gatekept role where someone is trying to grab something from someone when really it should be a discussed negotiation but I really want to hear from you Betty what was like how did you get here what what was the moment <laughs> where <laughs> how do you go from chiropractics to oh, consent gosh. work that's how long do we have <laughs> it's a big story um oh gosh in my mid-40s, I took a workshop in women's sexuality with the Body Electric School, and it turned my little white picket fence world upside down. And um, I, I undertook a process over some years of really diving into what is Eros for me and what does it mean for me. And there's a whole, you can read that story in my book. And if you don't want to buy the book, you can get a free chapter which tells that story. Huh. at wheelofconsentbook.com. You get a free chapter. Um, so at some point, after a lot of exploring and personal work, I started offering this work to other people. I closed my chiropractic office, and I opened this new office where I did what I call sacred intimacy, um, which is a, co a term coined by somebody else. And... What that meant was that I engaged in interactive activity with people so that they could learn things. Hmm. And, um, and over the course of that, uh, b between the workshops and the working with clients, 
I developed this model of understanding that who is doing is a different question than who it's for. So if my mm -hmm. hand is running down your back, is it doing what you want or is it doing what I want and what's the difference and why do we need both of them? Why do we need, sometimes it's doing what you want. I've asked you what you want and you want to be scratched this way and I'm doing it just the way you want. And other times I've asked permission to basically feel up your back and so I'm feeling you up. There's a difference between those two and the difference is very significant. So, so I came up with this um, model that's four quadrants in a circle and I needed a name for it and so I called it the wheel of consent. I wanted to call it the wheel of desire but there's a particular Buddhist term that that refers to <laughs> so I didn't want to copy that so I thought oh well the wheel of consent and then suddenly all the consent questions started coming like okay now I'm the mistress of consent well I, I am like how did that happen so so getting involved in consent was not on my radar it uh, it it, it arose out of my work with people and out of the sort of work of calling my model the wheel of consent. Um, and, and, and then noticing. I kept, I just kept noticing where people got stuck. So as I'm working with hundreds of clients over the years, um, I, I would ask them, how do you want me to touch you right now for a few minutes as a kind of a get acquainted sort of touch? And and they often didn't know, or they'd say, well, you can do whatever you want, or well, I guess you could such and such. And like, that's I, true, I could, but that's not the question. The question is, what do you want? Mm -hmm. And that right there would break, break people's heads, <laughs> um, minds. And so I began to notice different, I began to notice themes that would come out. Um, and everyone's a little different, of course, but there's certain themes that would show up over and over again. And and I just, yeah. Once you once you are able to see where you get lost, if someone asks you what you want, and it completely throws you for a loop, mm. and you're completely lost, that's a pretty good clue that slowing down would be helpful, so that you can actually have time to notice what would be great right now. Um, so that's how the consent came. It was really kind of an accident. <laughs> a happy one. And, yeah, I was about to say. Happy one. Happy one. Um, and, and my book is called The Art of Receiving and Giving because the, mm. it talks about a practice of taking, receiving, and giving apart. So it's either my turn or it's your turn, and we're going to take turns. And by taking those apart, you can have experiences that are possible mm. no other way. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean that you want to live your life like that. That's why it's a practice. Mm. And yeah. it becomes clear, I think. When things are muddy, that's when people get upset or feel like yeah. they haven't consented or have regrets or they're like, oh, that wasn't what I was expecting at all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I often say to people, you know, if somebody says, hey, babe, would you like a massage? And babe goes, yeah that feels like an agreement mm -hmm. but if we don't ask that question 
who is the massage for? Yeah. Somebody yeah. might get disappointed because maybe I want to have, or maybe I want to massage you, Betty, because I want to touch your butt. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I want to massage Maya because I want it to go somewhere sexy. Maybe Maya would ask me for a massage because she'd like to have her shoulders rubbed. Yeah. These are all excellent reasons to have a massage. None of them is incorrect or wrong. Yeah. yeah. But imagine um but the you might want to get clear about which one it is. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, and that, yeah. and it, there's some safety in that as well. When you know what's coming, it's like, great, I can relax rather yeah. than, oh, I'm going to get this lovely remedial massage. Wait a second. Did you just touch my butt? Mm. What's yeah. going on? Exactly. Yeah. And and what often happens is the person now who's getting the massage thinks, wait a minute, I signed up for a massage and now these sexy things are happening. Ah! Yeah. What am I going to do? I, I'm afraid to speak up because they won't yeah. like me and then I'll get in trouble and I don't want this, but oh shit, now what do I do? And uh. and then we're in the shadows. And then, and then the person giving the massage thinks, well, I did the right thing. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Mm. And the person getting the quote-unquote massage feels like they've been assaulted but have they because the person giving the massage thought they were doing the right thing and mm. so that's Mackie. when you get just big big mess yeah what is the today you're like in a situation or you're just like at home it could be either you know you want to kind of move things along into the bedroom or you maybe don't whatever the myriad of instances is how do you start that conversation about consent because it is it is more than just asking a question and getting mm -hmm. an answer mm -hmm. and that being it. It's not a transaction. Yeah. Well, I'm 72 years old. I'm a little old to be giving uh, advice <laughs> to young people on dating. <laughs> <laughs> Things were a little different. Um, but I think that it, it, the idea, first of all, the idea that that talking about it spoils the moment mm -hmm. boy that's a really sad statement yeah so I'd say that if you're grown up enough to have sex you're grown up enough to talk about it and if you can't talk about it then I would really question whether this person is is sufficiently connected and mature enough for you to have sex with yeah like if if you can't talk about it then I kind of question the relationship now that said hmm. when I was 18 pfft, I didn't talk about it like are you kidding it was too it was too we can talk about that <laughs> and what do you think might get in the way of people asking um, for it That's but, my favorite but I think yeah well embarrassment mm -hmm. and perhaps just acknowledging that that's something that you want because mm. maybe you're not maybe you've been raised that you're not supposed to want it or it's it's embarrassing or if you're uh, it, particularly if you're a uh, woman or a femme uh, identified person I'm not supposed to want this thing and I'm, if I do want I'm not supposed to ask for it and I'm certainly not supposed to ask for it right out straight mm. front you mm. know like you know. Yeah, we've been. There's a lot of societal messages oh, that yeah. that yeah. Uh, yeah that most folks aren't supposed to yeah. even want sex. Whereas yeah. I I think all human beings are sexual beings yeah. in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Well, I, I imagine a a way to start would be something like, "Hey, I'm interested in uh, kind of playing around. Are you?" <laughs> yeah. And what what might that mean? What are you comfortable doing? What what sounds fun to you and what does not sound fun to you? Yeah. 
And another way that I've heard people open the conversation is, I like you. It's important to me that I don't make a mess with you. I want to be very clear that we have consent over anything that we do. Cute. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. How does that sound to you? That's a beautiful way of putting yeah. it, I think. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, yeah. What if, you know, you may be feeling a little bit either pressured to consent to something or you just decide to change your mind? How, mm-hmm. how should you navigate a situation mm-hmm. like that? First of all, you're totally allowed to change your mind. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, yes, you're allowed to change your mind. Mm. Changing your mind is a good sign because it means you're still awake. Mm. Yeah, and, and you're still tuned in. Yeah. And I'd say, too, that knowing what we want, or at least what we're interested in, what we're leaning towards, is something that arises pretty much from a body awareness. And same thing with knowing what we don't want. If someone asks you, you know, uh, do you want to make out, and your chest goes, then that's a pretty good sign that's a no. (laughs) Or if your chest gets all fluttery and like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, So learning to listen to the signals of your body is really helpful. And to do that, pretty much you need to slow down. Hmm. You need to slow down. And... You know, the movie depiction of sex is never slow. It's like, okay, you're slamming the door and you're pushing up against the wall. And, you know, it's just kind of a mess. Um, So throw that out. Mm. Um, But if you can slow down, and one way to slow down is just to say, pause, pause button. I'm pushing the pause button. Or that's that's a great question. Thanks for inviting me. I'm going to think about it for a minute. Mm. Or I need to slow down here. Mm. Yeah. What about if you've gone through with it and you, in the moment, were happy to not go along with it? I don't want to use those words, Mm -hmm. but in the moment you consented, but then after the fact you maybe change your mind in that way or feel a little Mm -hmm. bit differently about the scenario. Welcome to being human. Yeah. Like, of course, you're going to feel different about it the next day. It's very often that we feel different about things the next day. Sure. And that's an unfortunate aspect of being a human. It doesn't mean that you now have an issue with the person. Mm. Now, sometimes you're both going along and you're quite happy and you're turned on, which, of course, makes your decision-making a little skewed because of your frontal cortex kind of goes wonky. But, <laughs> but you know, you're both happy and you're both going along and you're both playing. And then the next day you go, oh, shit, I wish I hadn't done that. Mm. Then you are you going to go back and blame the other person? Uh, I don't think that's quite fair. And there are times, there are different times when you're going along with something and the next day you realize, oh shit, I was coerced and I yeah. didn't even notice it at the time. Mm. Mm. That also happens. So how do you tell which one of those it is? I don't know, it's gonna be different in every situation, but it does happen that sometimes after the fact you realize, oh, you know what? They did this, this, and this 
And that was coercion. And why did I fall for that? Mm. So I think there's a lot of sex had and intimate things happen that is tolerated or put up with because people, they feel like they've agreed to something or they can't find their voice Mm -hmm. or they're even disconnected from their body. Like, yeah, "Yeah, sure, that sounds like a good idea in my head. But when you start doing it, it's like, oh. And then sometimes we can go into a fight, flight, freeze, fawn. Yeah, sort of response. It's it's quite it's too, complicated. It's very hard to change them. It's very hard to yeah. to articulate a change of mind. <clears throat> excuse me, in the middle of something, mm. because it like takes a certain kind of oomph to get yeah you know to get it up, and you it's hard mm. and it's scary. Yeah, yeah. Because you're humping along, making out, doing stuff, and for you to put up your hand and say stop, I need yeah. to stop now. It takes a lot of courage to do that. Yeah, and if you like that person as well, yeah, it's like, you don't, oh. yeah, you don't want to make them mad. You don't want to hurt their feelings. Blah blah blah. Yeah, so yeah. it's really complex. Like, there's the power. There's how you're feeling about yourself. There's how connected with your body you are. Yeah. So that slowing it down yeah. really behooves almost yeah. everyone, I think, to sort of feel into what might be okay for me it's right now. Way more fun. Yeah. Usually, and, for the most part. <laughs> and it is okay, totally okay. Because how do we learn new things if we can't say, I would love to give that a try, and mm. oh, I don't think I like that. Or it's, that's unexpected. It wasn't yeah. as exciting as I thought. Yeah, or maybe yeah. we should try this another time, and I can see if I'm more relaxed then. There's so many, so many things that we need to learn by doing, and we're not going to love everything. Even yeah. if our partner yep. really does. And that's true. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, Betty, thank you so much for popping by today. If you listening want to read up a little bit more on her work on the Wheel of Consent and the Four Quadrants and so much more, we're going to pop all the information up at fbiradio.com. Right. If you click on the Programs tab, see Mornings with Maya Bullock, you'll find it all there. Um, it's thank been a total pleasure. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Thanks, Thanks Betty. For